Hi, this is Karina Ganter's host of Behind the Pen. You're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Pen. It is now pod pomo still. That's where I go a bit loony and decide to do a podcast every day of the month of November. Yeah, well, it's going quite well. I'm up to date so far. I haven't missed a day, so I'm doing really, really well. I am your host, Karina Gantis. I'm an award-winning author of 14 books. I'm an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber. I also run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion. And I am the host of the Author Assist show on the radio, um, Artist First Radio Network. And of course, as you know, I have the video cast and the podcast of Behind the Pen. And today, my guest, I love her name, by the way. My Today, my guest is Shani Marie. Welcome to the show. Hello, Shani. Hello, hello. How are you? Very well. I have to say your name, your pen name is so unique. Where did you come up with it? Well, actually, it is a nickname that I received in my childhood from family. They actually called me Shani Marie. And that's, that's how I got it. And I stuck with it. <laughs> and it. No, it's fabulous. It's so unique. There's only one Shani Marie. Right. <laughs> so the first question that I ask all my guests, and I will ask you, is what do you use your pen for, Shani? I use my pen to write my feelings. I use my pen to express how I feel and to also to encourage others that they too can get through life and they can make it just like I did. So you are a writer and it sounds like it could be poetry or nonfiction more than fiction. Right. I am a, I have written several poems. Um, I had one published as a teenager. I cannot even seem to find it now, (laughs) but um, I am a co-author in an anthology called Bless Not Broken, The Power of Transformation, and it's volume three, where I tell my story about how words hunt you. I missed that last bit. How words something? Hunt you. How your words, how, how words that people say to you can hunt you. It can cause how to how it can cause you to react to certain things in life and how the words can trigger certain things. It can cause you to uh, believe what people have said about you and cause you to believe things about yourself that may not even be true. This sounds so familiar. I'm, I'm assuming you are talking about actual bullying. Yes, that's, that was part of the, the chapter, what I talked about as well. Um, myself... Um, I will be honest with you, I've um, been bullied all through my life from every school I went to, from college um, to adulthood, my friends while I was pregnant, my friends while I was a full-time mother, um, so-called friends. Um, I've gone through it all my life um, from being young right through to the age I am now, cyber bullying, online bullying. 
it's different kinds of bullying. There's, there's physical and there's mental. It's more physical when you're younger, but it's more mental when you're older. And I think it's that kind of mental bullying that affects you more than the actual physical punch. Yes, yes. Like even when I was writing um, my chapter for this anthology, I had no clue <laughs> as what to I was what what I was going to write because that's literally what my visionary author asked me. You know what what do you want to talk about? And so I had two options. I was going to talk about how I felt abandoned as a child, and then I thought about it. You can talk about the main thing, uh, which was the bullying and how what one teacher, one thing that one teacher said to you, you know, how it affects you from that point on. Because in the story, you know, I talk about how that one teacher had um, told us that we were not able to read because we had a difficult time with a particular story. So I knew I could read, but because the teacher that I actually liked said it, it kind of made me think like, am I really having difficulties reading? So from that point on, I was always thinking that I could not read, you know, and other children would bully and tease and it kind of snowballed, you know, to other things that happened and caused other things to happen into my life. So, yeah. It's uh, you and me, we have so much in common, it's unbelievable. My English teacher, um, I spent one summer um, writing these poems and short stories and making a little book up, flowered the border, staked it up together. Mm. It's a lovely little book. This is in my upper school and in the UK, that would have been 13 to 15 aged kind, I think. I don't remember now. I'm over in Greece, so I don't know. The school system is totally different in every different country. Anyway, so I went back after the summer holidays and showed it to her. I was so proud of what I did. It wasn't part of my course. It was something I did for me. She gave it back to me, covered with red pen, marked yeah. out all the errors of my grammar, my spelling, sarcastic comments about the stories, Mm -hmm. And then turned around to me and said, you will never be an author. And now look where I am, Shani. Wow. Look where I am. All right. <laughs> it upset me. It upset me so much. I went to the headmistress and I reported my teacher. Oh, I don't think she meant to be, it to sound like that. I don't think she was meaning it to be nasty. I was, you, you can't read those sarcastic comments she's put on the page. Of course she meant it to be nasty. And then I was told I was dyslexic mm -hmm. by the same teacher. And in my upper school at 16 years of age, when I'm about to leave wow. school and go either to college or for a job, I was doing the cat sat on the mat lessons wow so i i hear you i feel you i understand completely that has stayed with me all my life and it's not to prove to her that i could do it it was proved to myself that i could do it that i wouldn't 
um, right. a tiny little right. bit dyslexic when it comes to mixing up words like there and there and what have you. But that's what you have a bloody editor for. They sort out all those problems for you. So you don't need, you just write. You write <laughs> and then get that sorted with the editor to sort it out. 14 books in, award-winning author. Yes. It, it just showed them, you know. I proved, proved to myself that I could do it. If I had her address, I would have sent her my first publication. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just one form of bullying. I mean, that was a teacher and I was a student. And you think an English teacher would be the one encouraging mm -hmm. you and helping you, not telling mm -hmm. you, this is crap, you'll never be a writer. Was that an encouragement for me to get better by her saying that? Yeah. Some people have said that, and I've said no, because if you were there right. and you saw the way she spoke and her attitude, it was obvious that she meant what she said. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, something like that, it carries on through your life and you don't forget it. I remember as if it was yesterday. I remember... Um, yeah, I, I'm a, I was the same way too. I remember my uh, best friend, who was also my birth partner, coming onto Facebook on my business page, because I have author assist, and telling mm. me I should see a psychiatrist and there was something wrong with me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And this is supposed to be my, my best friend who was my, I had her, her daughters were my bridesmaids. She was my birth partner for my first child. And mm -hmm. one, one time, I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. These other village girls were, were bullying up on me. And then it came on to cyberbullying. And then she got involved. And I was like, whoa, what, what's happened? What's going on? And I, I, I private messaged her. I said, what is going mm -hmm. on? She said, well, it comes to a time where you decide whether you want to be friends with someone or not. I'm a, our friendship has ended. And I was like, okay, step back. How did that happen? What did I do? Wow. wow. And then, but why did you put that nasty message on my business page and publicly? Mm -hmm. that, that's cyberbullying. And, yes, it is. You know, it is. People don't realize that bullying isn't just for the playground and for young kids. It happens to adults, and there's different ways to bully people. It's not all about the physical, it's about the mental, mm -hmm. mental abuse. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you, yeah. let me ask you, did you get closure when you wrote your article? Yes, I actually did. I actually got, my closure actually came, well, this all happened in uh, second grade here in the mm -hmm. U.S. That is around about the age of eight, nine. Mm -hmm. And I got closure in the fourth grade, which is around about <laughs> nine or 10, when um, I was at another school and they had a project called uh, Book It, which they give you points for every uh, book you read, every book report that you do, you get so many points. And so I was determined 
that I was going to get as many points as I could and read all the books I could read so that I could have all these points. So at the end of the school year, I could um, auction, be in the auction to get the stuff I wanted for the prize at the end of the school year. And so I made uh, a commitment to read. Every time I got a book, I read that book, made a book for it. I read like three, four books a week. So at the end of the school year, I, I had probably about like 100 and like 40,000 points. And so the teacher was like, uh, make sure you keep your, your card turned so no one can see it. But I didn't get a chance to turn it around. And someone saw my number and they was like, whoa, she got a lot of points. She gonna be able to, to vote on everything and get everything she want. And I turned my card around. And then before we left, they said, oh, we're gonna add more points to what you have. So by the time I made it to the assembly, I had 180,000 points. And so I was like, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna be able to go on the bike. I want that bike. That's the best one prize I want. So I held all my points. I didn't get the bike, but I did get some of the things I wanted. And I proved to myself that you can read. You cannot listen to what that one teacher said. Yeah. You can read. You have no issues with reading. Yeah. But it still haunted me. It still affected me. Even going into my teen years and into adulthood, mm. I will always like second guess myself when it comes to reading. Like, should I read out loud? You know, it, it, it made me nervous to, you know, read out loud. And they were like, we need volunteers to read. I would not volunteer because I'd be like, I may stumble over a word. And that's, that was the mental part of it that I had to like learn to, to get over that you can read. So you needed your read. confidence back to, to read because you know how to read. Yeah, and it took when I when it's when I tell you it took years, even until my adulthood, to finally get the the confidence to be bold and say, okay, when somebody asks me, can you read? Sure. Blah 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 blah. I can read. And there is no no second guessing, there's no doubting. So I proved to myself that those words about, oh, you can't read, because it was like when it happened. Like one of the students that was in the like the higher reading group, like we were in groups of kids. And because I was a new student at that school, I was placed into the last group, which were the kids that had a little trouble reading. So she kind of put us all in one thing together. So of course that made my confidence level come down to make it seem like I didn't know how to read. And then when she made that statement to us that, the statement she made was, if we don't have this story read by the end of the week, that she was gonna spank us to our bus was red as my shirt. And that particular day I had on a red shirt. So I'm looking like, what? And of course, when we go out to recess, one of the other kids was like, ha, 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 you can't read. And of course, I got upset. I went home and told my mom. I was like, 
Mama, the teacher says she's going to spank us to our behinds are red if we don't have the story read by the end of the week. So, of course, my mom, she went up to the school <laughs> the next day. What did you say to my child? And she was like, well, I didn't mean it like that. She said, yes, you did. You said what you said, but don't worry about it. I'm going to pull her out of the school. We're moving anyway. So we ended up leaving the next week from that school. But that one incident just damage it had an effect done. Yeah, damage, damage from that done. point on. But like, yeah, right. But I did prove to myself <laughs> by the age of 10 that I can read. I can read. I have no issues. But it still haunted me. It still followed me into my team, into my Let me Let me ask yeah. you, Shani, from... You said it followed you, it followed you. Then all of a sudden you got your confidence back and you had no problem standing up and reading. So uh -huh. what changed? What, what, what's the trigger? What changed uh -huh. you from, from being too shy to read out loud to saying, no, she, that was bull what she said. I can do it. I can read out loud. I'm not going to make mistakes because I don't have a problem. What was it that made you suddenly uh -huh. have that confidence? What made me, what changed was um, that particular teacher that I did that did the reading in, she let everyone know that you can read. And when she would call each of us to read, you know, some students would laugh and, you know, make sounds when somebody else reads. And she was like, don't do that. So she also gave everybody, you know, everybody in the classroom confidence that you can read. You're not, you're not, in this class, you're not going to tease someone else about the difficulties that they're having with reading because you have not always been on that level. So even into my adulthood, I had to go back to, go back to that memory with the second teacher <laughs> that gave me confidence that you can read and literally, you know, tell myself, you can read, you have no issues. So from that point on, I said, okay, I'm going to make an effort. So every time someone asks me to read or every time I read, I'm going to read out loud and read with confidence. And the more I did it, the more comfortable it became. So yeah, that's how I built my confidence back up even into my adulthood. Yeah. Well, not only can you read, Shani, but you can write. You are a published writer, and that is oh, a yeah. fantastic <laughs> title to have. It is so powerful to be able to call yourself a published right. writer, a published author. So what are you writing next? You don't just do the one. You've got to keep going, yeah. girl. Oh, <laughs> I'm currently working on my memoir telling my story on uh, how I was sexually abused and groomed from the age of four to 10 and had no idea that this was, was wrong. And then it happened again from 12 to 14. Oh. And then assaulted, sexual assaults about a boyfriend who I thought loved me because I didn't want to marry him. So I'm telling telling my story about that and how mentally it affects me, you know, of how it affects 
you as a child, you know, as a teenager, of course, as an adult, how it uh, Can I- affects your relationships with just people in general and your future spouses. Uh-huh. Can, can I ask you, um, the abuse um, when you were a child, was that family or were you in like a children's home or something? It was actually a, a family member, yes. yes. Damn, girl. He was, a, he was a teenager and I was four. As far as back as I, as I can remember, I was four. That was like with my first memory of me when I actually sit back and think about all the stuff that happened. If I was, I had to be between four and five. I believe it was more four than five. And did you did you speak to your mum and dad about this when it was going on? They didn't believe you or what? Actually, no. I I grew up as a very very shy child, so it like I said, I didn't know that it was wrong because I didn't know what that was. And it was 10, it was at the age of 10 when I realized that this is what was going on. I mean, I literally learned it uh, at school. Wow. When they would teach you about, you know, good touch, bad touch, strangers, uh, uh, learning about your menstrual cycle and what sex is. I could just imagine it just clicked. In the assembly with the other kids. Oh, wow. Yes. And I'm like, wait, what? So this is not. So what did you do? Did you speak to your teacher after that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Actually, I I didn't say anything because I was still processing that, you know. Yeah. This is not right. And so, uh, when, when it came up again with the family member, I let him know that, okay, I'm aware of what's going on now. And it, it stopped. It literally stopped. He Once he knew that I was aware of what was going on, it actually stopped. They still shouldn't have away with it. This other guy, well, I, I, I'm 10. I, I don't know what to do, you know. I'm thinking as a 10 year old, you know? Yeah. You know? And so when it happened again, when my mom started dating this other guy, of course I kept quiet again because I wasn't sure. But uh, I had a teacher in the seventh grade, which is uh, age 13 and 14. She let us know, she said, if you have any issues you can always come to me about anything so I was like okay I'm gonna write her this letter and let her know this is what's going going on on. good and I did and she said you know I I have to turn this in and I was like what she said I have to turn this in legally I'm required to turn this in and so I was happy at the same time but sad and not sad but worry at the same time because yeah. I didn't know what what the next steps were. So he um uh, he was arrested of course because he, he actually worked at the school. <gasps> no he was a at the school. Oh my so he God. got arrested. Wow. Yes. yes. And so <laughs> and so when 
he got arrested. Of course, they can't they can't reveal the name of name the child because he, you know, I was a minor. And so she comes, she comes home and was like, Yeah, he got arrested. They said he was messing with one of the kids at school, and I'm kind of looking at her like, I'm that kid. But I didn't say anything yet. And so I I talked to uh, my pastor in my church, and I was like, I need you to tell my mama that I'm that little kid. I'm, I'm that child that her, and I think they were married by the end. Oh, God. To let her know that I'm the child that he got arrested <sighs> for. And so he was like, are you ready? Because you know what, you know, I tell her, I can't tell you how she's going to react or, and I was like, okay. So he told her what happened. And later on, when I got home uh, that evening, she asked me, she was like, well, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I don't know. But in my head, I, I have a million of one reasons why I didn't, because I saw her you know, being abused. So I was like, I don't want to cause, you know, any more extra drama in the house. But that that night I was uh, walking up to her, you know, moving around in the room because we were staying with my aunt at the time. And I heard her, you know, moving around. And so I hear a car horn and I hear her leave. I can hear the alarm going off, you know, the house the chime that said the door was open and I jump out of the bed and look out the window to see her getting in the car with him. Oh no. And no, it broke no, my no, heart. No, like, no, 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 no. Shattered it. Shattered it into pieces. And so that's uh that that is really when I really, really, really start writing because that's how I Put your feelings out. Like, like, to get it all out. Yeah. Got yeah. Got yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, how long are you? When did you start yeah. writing the memoir? Yeah. Uh, I started last year. Uh, it was towards the end of the year, and I got distracted, mm -hmm. and I stopped. <laughs> but I have started back, and mm -hmm. I'm almost done. Almost mm -hmm. done. Almost done. Nearly finished it, huh? Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a, a powerful yeah, story finished. you are going to be telling. It's I really admire you for coming on here and talking about yeah. it. Um, I admire you for writing about it. Um, yeah. Because there's others that are going to be able to unfortunately relate and have been in the same situation as yourself. I know that. Uh -huh. I, I know that from other people I've spoken to who suffered abuse and and child uh, neglect and everything. So it's uh -huh. it's very very brave of you to to do that. Uh, are you going to publish it yourself, or are you going to try and and get a a contract? Uh, I want to self publish. I really do want to self publish so I can keep all my stuff for myself. <laughs> All right. Yeah. What, I, what I want you to do is when you your manuscript's ready and you've had it through the editor and your beta readers have all read it and it's ready to be published, uh -huh. contact me and I want to tell give you the steps of what you uh -huh. need to do to make a okay. success of the book because it's what I do, marketing and promotion. All right, honey? Sure. <laughs> okay. 
Thank you. Where I am. Thank you. Let me know when it's ready and we'll go through the steps to get it out there. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Lee, thank you so much for coming on Behind the Pen. It's been a pleasure meeting you. I'm so sorry that you went through all that and you are so I admire you so much for for talking about it and being able to write about it. I know from the bullying that I've been through all my life that uh, writing about it does give you closure. It's a form of therapy for writers and it also helps others who have been through something yeah. similar to read your story and make them feel better knowing that they're not alone anymore. Right. Um, so um, I wish you all the best with that. Come and yeah. find me when you're done. And thank you so much for being a guest on Behind the Pen. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Hey folks, you're listening to the podcast Behind the Pen. Behind the Pen brings you fun and entertaining interviews by amazing creatives. And if you'd like to support and keep the podcast going, you can donate via my Linktree page. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Karina Gantus, all small letters. Every dollar helps me share my platform with these amazing artists. Don't forget to follow like and review the podcast your support means everything